and welcome to another episode of the Wild Love Disney Podcast. We are here with my friends JD and David. How are you guys, fellas? Hey, hey. great, awesome. It's been um, it's been a little while. We're still talking about vacations from spring break and and everything. I know we have uh, John David just went to the park. We got a lot to talk about today. But have you had a good day so far? Things going yeah, well in the world. Yeah, everything's going great. All right, how much more uh, class? How many more weeks of class do you have, JD, before it's uh, summer? I have about two more weeks of actual school, and then we have a finals week. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Just trying to get everything checked off and finished, and I'm ready for summer. And then you're going to go to the park every day of the summer? That's right. That is the plan. Annual pass. I'm going to set the record for most times going to the park in one summer. (laughs) Better start reserving your spot. Yeah. Five at a time. Yeah. Five, five, five. I'm curious how the summer will get for season pass holders and how how far in advance you'd have to – Reserve. Have you tried or looked at looked at anything yet? For the uh, I haven't looked at the availability for the summer. Uh, it's pretty spread out. I mean, the good thing about the summer, besides long weekends, there's not a lot of you know. You don't have a Christmas or an, an Easter or a you know a, a spring break. Particularly, it's just span out span out over the whole kind of couple of months. Um, so it should be pretty available as long as you don't wait to the very last moment. Gotcha. David, are you going to get a chance to get down there for the summer and, and hang out? I hope so. I hope at least, <laughs> at least, we've got a, you know, I've got to save up for, uh, we have a Disney Expo tickets in the fall to go out to California. So I've got to, I've got to watch my <laughs> travel to make sure, sure I, we got to, we have to get that planned. We got to get that planned yeah. because uh, we got to get all of our hotel and things in order for that too. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. After listening about your your Universal trip, Dustin, I'm about ready to plan that trip too. And I got a lot of rides that I need to check off my list. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I've got to get. I think I'm. I've got to get down there for uh, at least an, a day at Islands of Adventure, so I can hit those two attractions you talked about yes yesterday, last time that uh, I haven't written. I haven't written yet. But I also want to get down there for uh, Rise of Resistance. Uh, not right. What is it? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. This summer opening. Yeah. Did they, have they yeah. given a I did date hear, yet? I, I did hear they said it was confirmed that it'll be Memorial Weekend. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be open the whole and, summer. That's great. Yeah. And, Jay, and, the, and they've put some things out that if you're a D23 member, there's a preview. And if you're if you're a pass holder, there's a preview date. And yeah. cast members, I think, are going to start getting previewed uh, pretty soon. I think they get maybe even end of April, they're going to start previewing. Well, that's super exciting. So, I can't wait to hear about I'm sure JD will write it first. And I'm uh, hoping I hope and, I get that we'll, preview day. We'll find out all about that ride um too. I'm really curious about that. It should be it should be amazing. Expectations I, I would say are high. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, there's been <laughs> some you know, I heard when I heard that there weren't any animatronics at all, I mean, you know, something simple, just anything would have been kind of cool, but you, I don't you think like the animatronics. Any. You're an Imagineer like fan. Yeah. So well, you know, I I thought they did it well. Like even Star Tours has a C3PO. I mean, I mean, and it makes a difference. It just makes it feel a little more real than all screens. You know, I, I, agree I don't with dislike you. screen. I don't dislike screens. Uh, I mean, like some people don't like them at all. But like, I, there are certain things like projections on when they do the projections on the animatronics faces. Like I think it looks great because. When they make a an Anna and an Elsa 
animatronic, it doesn't yeah. look as real to me as when they project it. Because then it looks like the the real characters from the movie. But I do like when they put like uh, in Rise of the Resistance. There's a few in there. I mean, there. Well, there's a lot actually in Rise of Resistance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it makes a big difference. It's just a nice mix, like like a Hagrid's. Or you know, like the even Velocicoaster has and Velocicoaster has some animatronic, yeah, and some of the best so, animatronics I might add that I've seen, like mm. right, right. Well, and it only, and I think it's when there was an there was an expectation that it was going to be there, and then it's not going to be there. That it's like it was a budget cut, like it was going to be mm. there, uh, but now it's not. So. You know, well, those, Walt those wouldn't have been are, happy with that. The budget cut. No, make it man. I heard another, I heard I heard some good stories again this week of, uh, in an in a podcast I was listening to just about how he, I mean, he was like when somebody people would ask him how much how much do I have and how much can I spend. I mean, he was always like, "We're gonna we're gonna spend whatever it takes to make people come back." I mean, right. it's just good stuff. Good reminders. Yeah, it, it was that podcast. So that how to take over the world. I think we mentioned it in the last podcast. There's a quote that he says where one of the guys brought him two versions of a of a ride and said, "It was Mark Davis." Build it. Yeah. Mark, yeah. So yeah. we could we could build it. Uh, there's a cheap version and an expensive version. And he said he walks over, puts his hand on his shoulder, says, "Our job is not to figure out how uh, how much things cost. It's just to make it good." Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so basically saying we're going with we're going to make it great. And we won't worry about how much it costs. Um, yeah. <laughs> and even when he built the, built the park, he said, you know, they they tried to cut back on um, on stained glass, like you like use a different type. There was a, a tiny detail. He says, if we don't um, knock these details out of the park, then we lose everything. And uh, yeah. that was always his philosophy. And so, anytime you hear that, well, we had to cut back, it, it makes you like, well, I don't know if that's the spirit of Disney. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. it's not. Hopefully, it's just there was a better way to do it. And and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. But I think expectations are high, and it should be incredible. Mm. Yes, I think they're they're very high because we need uh, everybody's looking for something in the front of the park at Epcot because you know there's those things. Several things are closed. Several of those pavilions are closed, so they need some good things in there. Well, yeah, it'll yeah. be the anchor for Epcot, right? So this will be. Yeah, I mean they have Harmonious. Harmonious has been a lot of fun to to have that at the end of the day, and they have Remy's Ratatouille, which has been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But this will be definitely their biggest thrill ride, hopefully. Again, I don't really know a lot about it. Um, for me, when I hear no animatronics and I know Disney, I'm like, okay, well, there's got to be something special about this. I'm hearing a lot of firsts about um, going backwards and the the cart spins and things like that that get me excited for it. Because I'm like, well, right. if someone, if there's a group of people at Disney that are like, this ride is worth making, I know there's got to be some special niche fun thing about it which makes me excited that i don't know a ton about it um so i'm excited i'm pumped um that and then yeah. we have tron coming eventually so mm, yeah. some fun things to come for sure what what else is in production ride wise we know tron we know guardians of the galaxy it, the moana, Evi- um, moana uh adventure is it adventures through water yeah i think that's right it's, where are they building um, that epcot, epcot as well okay behind space Epcot's getting a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there and then and recently uh, there was originally when they started the the whole rehaul of Epcot, they said a a Mary Poppins ride was going to come to our attraction. I should say was going to come to uh, um, the UK area of Epcot, and then it got put on. It kind of disappeared, but Chapek recently said it's on hold. 
So maybe, you know, maybe we'll see that come back. Interesting. They were supposed to build Cherry Tree Lane back there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw a, uh, an article. I don't know if we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was back when the Encanto hype was really starting to, we don't talk about Bruno. And there was a story about Lynn manuel pitching the Bob J. Pekka Encanto ride and attraction. So maybe we'll get news of that sometime in the future. <laughs> we'll see. That's interesting. It's been a couple of episodes since we mentioned Encanto. So uh, welcome back to the uh, Wild of Disney podcast. I think, you know what Encanto. I think would be a great, a great Encanto attraction would be at Animal Kingdom would be mm, the boy. Yeah. What's the what's the young guy's name? I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, the the youngest one, uh, like his room, like at Epcot, at Animal Kingdom would be amazing because it could still have that conservation feel, and I think yeah. that would be, yeah, yeah, that could be cool. That could be really it could be cool. a roller coaster ride through his room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, and you, you, the queue is through the house, the magic house, and you end up at, yeah. the, at the room and it glows. That could be really cool. Yeah, yeah that would be great really idea. Cool. <laughs> David, you become an Imagineer. You can uh, head that team up. <laughs> yeah, my one of my sons, it, it, he's obsessed with like, can you imagine if it was your job just to come up with ideas of cool stuff you could do at a so theme park? Awesome. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. A, that'd be amazing. But uh, yeah, we'll all have to venture down there for Guardians of the Galaxy. Can't wait to hear you, JD, here in a couple months when um, really, yeah. A month and a half before it opens. Yeah, so pretty soon. Um, we'll see that. Hear about that really soon. Um, JD, you just went to the park, right? You you were there That's this right. past weekend. What That's was right. different this time? Tell me tell me about about the yeah. crowd levels and and everybody heard about Universal and Islands of Adventure for me. And I still got to talk about a Volcano Bay a little bit. But yeah. um, I want to hear specifically what you did different than the time you went before. And what crowd levels were like? Because you were there about the same time I was at Universal, so I'm, yeah. I'm we're love to compare uh, lines. Yeah. And crowd so levels. it was a it was a bittersweet time because this was the very first time me and McKay have given in, and we're just like, you know what? I know we're college students, but we're gonna go in and we're gonna buy Genie Plus for the day. So it's fifteen dollars each. We did it. We did it at the seven a.m. mark. Like we're gonna do it because we we hadn't been to Magic Kingdom in a while. Uh, and really to the parks in a couple, uh, probably about a month, which was long for us being here. We try and go uh, every couple of weeks or so. So like we're going to do it. The The lines have been pretty long the last times we went. I mean, we got the report when me and dad went. We wouldn't have been able to do it without Ginny Plus. And we kind of had the mindset of we know it's going to be discouraging if we have to wait two hours for some things. And we just want to be able to ride some rides today and enjoy it. So we did it. So happy we did it. Um, it was totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, got to do a lot of our favorite things. Spaced it out well. I'd still say I'm learning Genie Plus. Um, we started off the day by doing a couple of things. Um, we actually, instead of going to Tomorrowland, we went left and started out with like the Pirates and the Splash Mountain uh, first. Our, that was what our first Genie Plus was for, was for Splash Mountain. Um, did that. Also got a Genie Plus for uh, Thunder Mountain. Um, and it was great. One thing that we did this time that I was really happy that we did was we got a reservation for the Floridian Cafe, which is at one of the monorail resorts, uh, the Floridian. Um, and we were looking at the menus just because, again, McKay, my wife, she loves food at Disney. That's her favorite thing. And I've started to really love it too. Um, so every time we're looking for like, okay, what snack are we going to do? We've, we've got a two-hour drive to Orlando from West Palm Beach. So that's what we're usually doing is saying, okay, what snacks do we want to get? Where do we want to eat? 
So beforehand, we had already been looking at uh, some different restaurant options, and we were looking at the menus um, for the some really cool restaurants at the resorts that, again, you can ride the monorail from Magic Kingdom. And you look at the menu, and it's some really fun options where you're immersed in that resort's atmosphere, um, and the prices really aren't um, – crazy i mean when you look at some of the restaurants in parks it gets a little a little high um, when you think about just doing a one park day um, but when you think okay i can just hop on the monorail here i'm still in the disney bubble i'm still in like this happy you know atmosphere and it's disney um, but then you get to chip away at some of the pricing um, totally worth it so we went to the Floridian cafe um, we went around one or two ish so it was that perfect uh, brunch. You could still get some breakfast things, but also lunch. Um, and we really loved it. It was not crowded at all. Everyone was kind of at the park. So we came in, uh, we checked in, and they it was pretty quick. We got to sit down, and um, we had a spot right beside the, the window so we could just see people head to the park. Um, it was just a really peaceful and restful time when it was really hot and yeah. pretty. It, wasn't at a, it definitely wasn't a peak crowded um, time, but the, it was still pretty crowded. So cool. it was good for us to have. What's that the break. name of that restaurant? It was literally called the Floridian Cafe. Okay, and and that's at the Grand Floridian Resort, taking yeah. the monorail for Magic Kingdom. And what did you order? What did you guys have to eat? So me and McKay, we love to do this thing where we just love all different things. We'll both get our own thing and split it and do half and half. Um, so I love French toast everywhere. That's my favorite breakfast thing. Um, so I got the French toast. McKay got um, the eggs Benedict. Um, what she loves, I like and gave it a try. And it was actually really good. Um, and we, we did half season split. And then we also got a side of, of hash browns, which is a great thing <laughs> to get. Um, McKay got our coffee. I got my Coke. So we got our caffeine <laughs> back in our bloodstream. We were ready to hit the parks back. Good AC. Um, again, such a fun time. Uh, and then we went back great. to the park, went back to the park. Um, I was watching the Genie Plus. It was just still every two hours. If we hadn't written the attraction yet, we were making the new selection. Um, again, still learning that. Um, it, it was pretty much with Genie Plus this time. It was get a Genie Plus, wait in a line, you know, lightning lane. It was like wait a long line, lightning lane. So it was like every other ride for the most part, was, which, which was pretty good. Um, granted, so wait, it, so explain to me, to me. So just so I'm clear, yeah. Um, you you for Genie Plus, you get on the app and you get in a virtual line. Okay. So how Genie Plus goes is you buy it. You buy it for your day. Um, it, the first selection starts at 7 a.m. For anybody at any park, it starts at 7 a.m. You can make your first selection. Now there's a lot of different strategies as far as okay, if you pick a maybe high higher rated. Uh, ride that most people are kind of going for, well, your time's going to be later in the day because that time is just stacking up, stacking up. Or you could pick a ride that maybe more people aren't selecting and it would be earlier in the day, but then you're risking not getting that higher rated ride. Um, so it's really a strategic strategic thing. So they uh, that give you, have you to a time out. to show up. They give you a time yeah, to show so up. You have, and then you, you show up an and just get another span. line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have okay. an hour span to go and to use your lightning lane pass. You have a magic band you can use it through that or you get a card um so gotcha. yeah that's kind of okay. so yeah and me, even me and dad we were talking about uh we were talking about genie plus beforehand and i'm still learning so much so there's a two-hour period of 
let's say I, I make that 7 a, 7 a.m. selection and the ride says, okay, you can ride Splash Mountain, but it's not going to be till 3 o'clock. Um, so a lot of people would think, okay, so I can't make another selection till after that 3 to 4 o'clock window. Um, you can actually do it two hours after you've made that selection. So you can do it that way. Or you can do the strategy of, okay, 7 a.m., I'm going to pick the first time I can see. So let's say you want to do Buzz, Buzz Lightyear's uh, his ride where you can shoot the guns and play that game. Well, that time might be um, 8 a.m., 8 a.m. So you go, you go to the park right when you get to the park. Um, you ride that ride. After you've ridden it and after you've used your pass, you can make a selection right after that. So right. do you see where you that can- strategy can be in? Yeah. And so one of the big challenges is, and I've watched lots of uh, videos for people and try to see how many they can get in a day at, at the park. Because we, we that's what we found out. Like we, when we were there last, we got one, then we stood in a line and we got another one. But I mean, you, you can really get them, but you have to stay on your phone nonstop. Yeah, because sometimes things, sometimes things will say, so like there are no more for the day. But if you keep refreshing, 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 it might pop back up, you know, that there is one. So, yeah. okay. but you have to literally stay on your phone nonstop. And it gets, it could be fatiguing to, to be on your phone all day when you're wanting to look around and see things and experience the parks yeah. if you're on your phone the entire time. Yeah, which mm-hmm. has always been kind of my criticism of it when you compare it to the old <laughs> fast pass system. When you look, okay, I can go ahead and schedule my times, schedule my rides. And then when I'm at the park, I'm just enjoying it. Um, so it's definitely both ways. When I'm with McKay, who, again, my wife, who I'm with her all the time, I don't mind doing it. But like when me and dad went, I'm like, gosh, I'd really love to spend this time and just be able to talk and look around and enjoy even just the cues and just talking about life and things like that. I don't want to be like refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Uh, but even just since that first time using it, I feel like I'm understanding it way better. And it was worth it. Again, it it changes changes our whole morale of okay, every time we wait in a long line, well, this time we're just hopping right on and it's fun and, you know, we're getting our day's worth and it was worth it to drive out here and things like that, um, which, again, probably wouldn't be able to do without Ginny Plus. Um, so it's, right. it's a blessing and, and it's a whole thing to kind of figure out, but we enjoyed it. I, at this point, after experiencing these last few times, I don't know how to do, how you really can do the Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios and not, pay for genie plus you're going to be in line so long all day it's just you need a break you need at least a few passes where you get to skip some lines even if you only get three out of the whole day it's like five dollars per ride or something like that to jump through i mean it's it's uh correct me if i'm wrong but you're kind of doubling up too so you're in you're in a like you're you got a scheduled time to come back to one ride and while you're waiting you get in line for something else and then as soon as yes. you're done with that, you go and let's say it's closer, you yeah. can go to the other ride. So you're really you're just you're kind of doubling everything up. And yeah. and and now that comparing to Universal, like 15 bucks, you know, for your ticket, I mean that's the cost of a souvenir cup, you know, or a snack, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's not right. like it's not you're and and, and it's kind of like the Vegas or the the theme park mentality. Once you're there, throwing out twenties for every 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 two, it's like <laughs> yeah. what's another fifteen dollars? You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, why it's, would we not do this? Yeah. Again, when I if I go down and see JD and we're we're both and we both pay, are, it's just fifteen dollars a person, thirty bucks. But it's when you have if you have four kids and you're and both parents are there, suddenly it's you're throwing out another extra hundred bucks That's plus. True. 
just yeah. I mean per it's day. a day per yeah. day. So suddenly you could be five hundred extra dollars for those passes. Well, but again, I don't know how you do it because it, well, the Universal Express pass is is like a hundred dollars per person per day. Right mm. yes. now, there's no like times to come back. You just jump in the other line, and usually it's you're you're pretty much walking on you know, anytime you want. Right. Um, so that, that's like, to me, that's like outrageous. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no way I'm, I'm paying a hundred, that's $600 for my family per day extra. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, um, 15 sounds a lot better. And it's interesting how the two different work work. I don't know. It, it, Cause there's like Kings Island, for instance, up here, they have a, another, it's like $90 fast pass. I, mean, I don't, but it seems expensive to me, really expensive mm, right. yeah. to be able to get in the front of the line. I, I don't know. Um, but this is a but different again, system. If you had taken your family to Universal last week and you only had two days, you would have needed that, that pass or you would, you couldn't have done everything that you did in five days. It took, it took you five days to get everybody through everything so and, and i don't actually, know how you'd well that's the it. funny thing too is like um if you think about adding that on to your tickets it makes a two-day trip cost a five like a five-day trip yeah you right. know so um it, there's just trade-offs for everything i guess and and, and I, again I have, things, I have go ahead no i was gonna say that's one of the one of the incentives for the for their um resorts is they still offer that you know as a as a perk for staying in their resorts mm. right Oh, wow. But I don't think you need it at Animal Kingdom. I mean, I don't think you need it at Epcot. I mean, I, I would buy, I might would buy the uh, Remy's yeah. Yeah, uh, individual individual one. This because that's the only that one. So you can just pay for to ride that ride. Well, that um, was me other too, than that. Like, yeah, Test Track, Test Track, and Frozen, uh, the Frozen ride. They're both going to get really long. But everything else, uh, Spaceship Earth. Uh, all those rides, I mean, they're lying, the they land. might get long, but they're living with the land. But you're you're going to be able, imagination. You're going to be able to get through them. They're not going to be crazy long, like. But it's the Magic Kingdom and and Hollywood Studios. Those lines can get to be two hours long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly and, Hollywood Studios. I mean, it's just Hollywood yeah. Studios just has so many good rides at this point, where it's like everything is is long. Which again is a good problem to have, where you just have so many good rides that all of them are so long. Uh, but I've been even I've been even surprised that like at when I in days when I just look and see what the ride times are like that Haunted Mansion can be fifty five minutes to an hour, and that yeah. didn't that that just seems like what you know I expect Space Mountain Space Mountain Splash Mountain uh, those two to be to be long and 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 the Dwarfs Mine Train but uh, you know just everything has been over an hour lately well, on, let me on ask the map you, anyway. What do you consider long? What is what is a long time in line, and what is like it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do y'all consider like that's crazy or this is great? Once you know? I break that hour, once I break that hour barrier of really fifty, but especially sixty minutes, it's got to be something that I really enjoy. I really enjoy, or it's going to give me like a thrill or something like that. That's kind of my like fifty to sixty minutes is my okay. I don't know if I want to do this, right? Especially if you've done it before. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and and if you if you know that you know if I go if I go if I go stand in line for pirates, it's like um, it's a great environment. It's cool. It's dark. It's it's got it's got a great vibe. The music's going. You feel like you're on the attraction even when you're just walking through the line. That's that makes that a one, difference. But that doesn't bother me. Uh, 
And, and, you know, I know it's a longer ride. It's, you know, what, like seven, eight minutes long. Yeah. yeah. But if, if I see that that Space Mountain line is an hour and a half, I'm not, I've, I've ridden it before. I don't like that line. I always think it's hot in there. It just always yeah. feels hot and stuffy in that line. It, it, it can feel like it's not moving. There's nothing really to look at. Um, and, and so I, I'm not so going to, I'm not going to stand Would you say Space Mountain's one of your least favorite cues? It, I, for some reason, yeah, but I you still know, like that it's, another it's, one. it's inside, but it's hot. I don't know why it does. It, it always feels hot to be in there. Really? Okay. And then, yeah, it's never, yeah. and so uh, it's just it so stuffy. Yeah. Isn't Peter yeah. Pan awful too? Like you're kind of outside underneath the pavilion, just walking back and forth. Well, so and they, added, and forth. they added, they added, they added to that. A new, okay. They added a new queue. Yeah. Well, that's no, they, you, 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 you walk through their bedroom, the kid's bedroom and the house. You walk through their house. Okay, yeah. that's so they made it longer. Those yeah, there's old a lot ones more in Fantasyland where you had It's a Small World, Peter Pan, Snow White, where you're just out kind of outside for part of it. Then you're just under a pavilion going all back. And those were the worst. Yeah. And they were always right. long too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like if you see, if you see It's a Small World is an hour. Yeah. I mean, oh, again, gosh. it's a long, it's a longer ride, but are you really, I mean, that's not a fun line. I mean, you're just, yeah. you're back and forth in a, in a, you know, in between barred, 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 uh, fenced lines. I mean, that's not a fun, not a fun one. So, yeah. But fortunately, yeah. there's still a few things like, uh, Little Mermaid, that, the, the dark ride for Little Mermaid. Uh, it's usually very quick to get on, but I've seen on the map a few times where it's been 45 to five, yeah. 50 minutes long. And you're like, you know, it's the park's packed. The park must be packed for it to be that high. But again, some of those, if you've done them before, you know, I don't know that there's several that I would say you don't want to do more than 30 minutes. Yeah. If, you know, you just need to wait, come back, give what it some the time. Best, all right, go, real quick. Go I, we're going to finish. I don't want to interrupt JD's. It keeps going here, but yeah. real quick, just got to think about it. What is your favorite cue? What are two or couple of your favorite cues ever? And any all part, Disney, any okay. part, all of Disney, okay. any part. That's a good question, man. Well, what, okay, in two terms. One, what do you enjoy the most? Or, well, give me that one. And one that feels never feels like it's as long as it actually is. Seems like it goes fast. Well, I, I think Ooh. Pirates of the Caribbean was like the first thing I, that jumped to my mind. That's great. At Disneyland, at Disneyland, the Indiana Jones attraction ride is a great queue. I mean, it's okay. there's just so much to look at. In fact, sometimes if, if there's not a line, you're 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 going through it and you're like, ah, you're wanting to kind of stop and see things and you gotta keep moving. It's a long line. I mean it's a long it's a long walk, but it it's a it's a good one it, that I don't get tired of. Yeah. Um that's a good one. I love Toy Story Mania at Hollywood that's a good Studios. One. You're literally just immersed in all the most nostalgic board games and card games and toys that's cool i love it and that's it. and the good thing is that one's inside whereas if you stand in line for something like slinky dog you're just you're basically in the sun i mean they've did they have put some shade in some areas but some of those lines are really hot i mean you yeah. don't want to i wouldn't stand in a long line unless i brought a unless i brought some shade with me i brought a an umbrella for my family it's a it's a it can be really warm out there yeah. Right, we stood in long. Rise of Resistance was a very long line, and a lot of that was outside. But once yeah. you get inside, it's um, it's good. 
Yeah, and you know it's going to be worth it. With Rise of Resistance, you're like, I don't care if it's two hours long. I'm like, this is yeah, going to be a good. And actually, ride. in Rise of Resistance, they've built benches into mm-hmm. the queue. So, but you know, I've never, I've never had a chance to sit down because you're kind of always taking a step. So the minute you sit down, you move again. So, I think uh, too, as long as you keep moving, it's it's much more bearable. Yeah. Oh, too. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. I always tell, and I. Th- I feel like that's one of the reasons Space Mountain drives me a little crazy because it feels like stop, and then you finally move, then you stop, <laughs> and it it just seems to take forever. Yeah, yeah. I always say that I would rather be in a mile long line that I feel like I was always walking and always making progress than half of a mile that I felt like I only moved every ten minutes. Yeah, you know, just because it's just in your head, you're just always making progress. You always have to move. And it just feels way better. No, I agree yeah. with that completely. But so you, I you think, I say- think the, I think that another one that I like is the Forbidden Journey at Universal. I think that's a great when oh you're standing gosh. in the Hogwarts because you you go through so cool. Uh, you go through the the uh, when you're in the outside and you're in the plants, the you know the grounds. The I mean, just all yeah. the greenhouse. Yeah, I mean, all that. There's just so many things to see. Well, Hagrid's is much one. like that too. I was actually thinking through. I don't think there's only one or two places in Hagrid where you double back and face other people. Mm. It's mostly just you keep going down a sidewalk and down caverns. Mm. Yeah, switchback. That's the what I, I think they're called. The switchback switch lines. Okay. That's what I was trying to remember. And you know, they used to do that. I think that was originally thought to make it feel like the line wasn't very long because you look and it doesn't look long, but you're realizing those people are going back and forth. And when they when they when they I've read somewhere before when they when they created that, even Disney thought, oh, this gives people a chance to talk and mingle with other families and people around them. But I, you know, that's the one thing now that is, is a little you don't want to you don't yeah. really see that happening. <laughs> Maybe they did in the sixties, but yeah. well, yeah. JD, what was your what was your biggest Disney? Uh, I'm sorry, Genie Plus win for the day when you were there. God, the one where like this this win? is this is what this is like. We yeah. got right in this ride. Like this was amazing. Well, I mean, I was proud that we got Splash and Thunder. Like to get two mountains, you can't get Space because that's a Lightning Lane. Uh, space and Dwarfs are the two premium. You have to pay separately. So I was pretty proud of. We were eating at the Floridian, and I was looking at the my my day on the app, and you could see, and we had we had Thunder Splash. And I think we had one more that I can't think of all planned out in the next like three hours. So I was like, we're about to go back to the park and we're, we're just going to literally hop on everything. That felt nice when that's cool. When you, yeah. When you're just kind of sitting and eating you're like, wow, I've got a fun next three hours. Yeah. But yeah, the, again, the, 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 the challenge is like, if you really want to max out your genie, your, your lightning lanes and you want to get as many as possible, you have to take, like when you get in the park, you have to take the thing that's available. And so that might not be your priority. And so then, and you, and you risk that later on it won't be available, but that's, that's, but also it might be available. So that's, you, that, you, you have to, Matt, you have to go boom, boom, boom. What's, what can I get on right now? But you might risk if you, when you see that Splash Mountain thing pop up and it says it's in four hours, you're like, I got to take it because, you don't want to stand in that line, so it, that's the that's, that's a the good challenge. Theme park strategy, anyway. Yeah, I think. 
I think if you lived like if you if you really lived in Orlando and you were going multiple times a week, you have that luxury of going, well, I'm just gonna try this this time. But when you're down there a couple of times a year or you're down there once every three or four years, you don't really have that luxury. You've got to kind of take that pass and go yeah. for the big guns and go, if I I gotta knock out splash or space or something so well, that I'm not in line I'm not I don't spend five hours in line today. If there was always something that kind of, and I've been doing, maybe I live there because I don't feel as like everything's as urgent, right? Uh, but right. I think there is something that, you know, I wasn't planning on doing Jungle Cruise, but there's no way. Now I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you uh, Universal, I'd walk past something that I had no intention of doing, but like 10 minute wait. Hey guys, let's just jump on this real quick. And it, you know, it was, you know, there was no scheduling there. So we're not scheduling. There's no Genie Plus sort of thing, but whatever I thought about doing, it wasn't like those plans were very flexible. And I think right. if, if most people go into a theme park saying, Hey, you want to get as much done as possible and experience the park and try everything out. Don't, you know, there's things you have to do. And if you're only there for one day, I totally understand. Go do that one thing that you want to do. But if you're right. flexible, you might could ride five rides for every one or two, you know what I mean? And actually right. try a few things that you wouldn't do anyway. There, there's a lot of rides that a group in our last group didn't do because they were so focused on the big rides, right? Mm, right. And that's a strategy too, but I feel like I did everything multiple times and did all the big rides too. And I feel like I, I, I don't know, that's just me and yeah. made me happy, right? But I think that right. GD well, that, Plus thing is, it sounds a lot the same. It's you're scheduling just a different way and a different strategy. Yeah. As long as there are a lot of good filler things that you can do in between those, you could go to Muppet, Muppet Vision 3D or go to Mickey's Filler Magic or go watch a show that doesn't have a long line, just something that can that can fill in. But when if you've done all those things a whole lot, then, you know, like if, if, we're, if JD and I are there and the carousel's only got a 10-minute wait, we're probably not going to get on the carousel. We're, yeah. we, we're just going to get a snack or something like that while we're waiting for our next. I mean, there's some things that you, you can do over and over, but some things – you know, don't work well, for everybody. But if you've got kids, there's lots of things you can do for filler. Sure. Yeah. I have another question for you, JD. Um, yeah. You mentioned you rode Splash Mountain. Um, I, it's the first I'd heard that Splash Mountain was back open. Um, yeah. So is it back open with the new stuff or is it the same Splash Mountain? Has it been renovated yet and changed to the, um, the front? There uh, weren't any changes. It was the complete okay. original. Um, still haven't really heard any news. Definitely saw those renovations. Um, they were never really specified. I don't think if those renovations were just a checkup, you know, all the rides kind of go through renovations every year or so, um, or if it was actual changes for changing it into the new ride that's going to be. But I mean, we were watching it and we didn't see anything different. Uh, same song, same yeah. ride as always. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think, I think they did some fixes and some, uh, repairs and things like yeah. that. That's all it was, but so I don't think they could. I don't think they can do it until Tron opens. I mean, okay. I think they've got to have Tron open to take that crowd to the other side of the park before. If if, if that went down now, uh, like it, Things I mean, because yeah, it's like it's like Everest. I mean, when the, when those when those big attractions go down for so long, where's that crowd going to go? They're going to go get in the other lines. It just makes mm -hmm. everything else longer. So, I hope. I hope they don't do it until there's something to take <laughs> that 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 crowd somewhere else. 
Yeah. So two takeaways, and then I'm going to summarize it all up because I'm dying to hear about Volcano Bay. Yeah, and um, I've got some Q stuff I want to. I'm I'm already yeah, okay. kind of taking notes because I keep yeah. things that are related to Volcano Bay. Yeah. Um, so Tron, we were talking about Tron. They had some serious, serious progress. Uh, we were riding People Mover, and we got a little video of it. And one positive thing was that they were there were construction workers working on it, which the past times there's been like, you're like, is it dead over there? What's going on? Um, they finally have the pavement going up to it. They're finally about to completely cover the ride. Um, it's looking really good and really fun. Um, still a lot of work to be done, um, but a lot of progress from the last time that we were there, uh, which was really fun to see. Um, another note that I took that I was like, wow, this is a really cool thing that's been different from the last times is it was the park was open until 11 p.m., um, which was really fun um, because a lot of the group that's there right now were families with little kids. So they left. Again, Dustin always say, you can do more in that last hour, you know. Yeah. You can do more in that last hour than sometimes you can do in five hours uh, of a regular day. So we get to do a lot of fun stuff, and I love nighttime at Disney. It's just the most beautiful lights, beautiful everything, and it just feels nostalgic, and you can put a sweatshirt on. Um, so, I mean, I loved how it was open until 11 o'clock because it opened up so much time for us to do things that would, if it closed at 8 or 9 like it usually does. And another great thing about it is it does fireworks. It still does fireworks at 9 o'clock. So a lot of the time you have to decide if the last thing you want to do is fireworks or ride dwarfs or do, you know, Space Mountain or whatever you haven't done because that's when you can do it right before the park closes. Um, when they do fireworks at nine and then keep the park open, it makes everything become available where you can watch some yeah. of the fireworks and still do things like that. Um, so it really was a, a lot fun of, day. A lot of people are going to leave after the fireworks, especially exactly. if they have little kids. They're not going to go back in the park. They're going to go on towards the exit. So that's a great time. And, man, it is so much better when it gets – uh, a little bit cooler in, in the evenings. That's such a great time. Mm-hmm. I love I love when the parks open till like midnight, and then we used to get an extra magic hour mm-hmm. uh, and could be could stay until one if you were. I don't know how we would. I mean, because I had I have a, one kid that's very morning. JD's kind of in the middle, but I've got one kid that's a night owl and one kid that's a morning riser. So I don't know how we would have done it without all those crazy hours because you had some in there in the morning and some there at night (laughs) and david's like i'll stay all the way till the end and get up i did do it again (laughs) i did and just because again i'm just trying to get my kids through everything you know and they've all got different they were always different mainly once we got teenage years that's when it got yeah yeah that's awesome so it was a great day then jd oh yeah a lot of fun i'm happy we, we were able to do it now let me ask you this: Have you ever done the Disney uh, water parks? I have Blizzard never. Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. That's why we I'm really a- interested to hear your take on Universal because I want to know how it works. Like, how does how do the lines work? How does how does everything work? Now, so I I, I love water parks. So I grew up in Central Florida. If you listen to the podcast, you know that. Um, and I've had a season pass to to Disney World, and when I was in high school. I also would have a season pass to Adventure Island, which is the water park at Busch Gardens. Which, if you look at like the top water park list in the United States, it's always like on that top ten. Adventure Island is a fantastic water park. Um, Bush Gardens is a fantastic park, by the way. Um, lots of roller coasters and thrill rides, and it has the the animal preserves and that kind of stuff. It's a great park, owned by Anheuser Busch. Um, 
But um, of all that, I've never been to Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. Never been to either one of them. Um, but I do love water parks. Uh, there is, uh, up to this point, my all-time favorite water park was Aquatica, the SeaWorld water park. Um, and what's cool about that water park, it, they built it. It's kind of newer than the last 10 years or 15 years or so. Um, the color schemes, there's actually animals in the park, um, SeaWorld animals. It's um, it's just very family friendly. It, it was just, I remember a great water park experience. But then we went to, uh, in our, our, our group tickets, we have a three park, park to park deal. Um, and Volcano Bay is, is rel- relatively new um, a park at, at Universal Studios. And I do think that it's my favorite water park that I've been to so far out of any of them. And there are a few reasons for that. One, the theming is incredible. It's very Hawaiian tropic. You know, there's a volcano. Um, the, the theme is incredible. There, there's some pros and cons to this, but um, there's just several things that set this apart. One, that fixture, when you're driving down the interstate, you see that volcano. It's just so mm-hmm. like That's massive. Cool. And at night, the lights on it just look, it, they, it looks incredible. There's always smoke coming out of it. And you're wondering, it's, it's impressive regardless. But then when you get up closer and you realize there are slides coming out of that thing, you got to climb up in it and then take, there's a big, um, I forget what it's called at the point at the moment. And I didn't do this one, but um, several people in our group did one where you go up to the very top of the volcano and you're in, the, get in this tube and the, the trap door just kind of drops down and you, you go 200 feet straight down and fly through this tube and all this water shoots up. And at the bottom, the pool you go in, people are like, can like lean over the tube, like looking at, like press their face on the glass if they want to, you know, um, and you just go flying right by them. It's, it's pretty cool. And then there's several other that do the same thing off the back of the mountain. And so this is the centerpiece of the park and it's all the vegetation, all the, the, the landscaping. It's incredible. Another thing, um, to, um, that I judge water parks by, do my feet get burnt? Um, can I walk around without going, ooh, ah, ee, ah, and yes, it, it's, I don't think my feet burn one time. Um, wow. They do have like sprinkler systems that kind of keep it, um, wow. that keep it going. Of course, this is April. It's not July in yeah. Florida. Yeah. So that might be some of it too, but it seemed, they seem to have a good plan for that. Never had any issue. There's plenty of chairs and beachfront um, sand in front of the giant wave pool. Um, the part of the theming too, is every time the wave pool starts, these big kind of Island drums start beating and there's this music and these bells start ringing and the lifeguards start getting everybody to clap on beat with it. And then at the end of it, the wave pool kind of starts. It's really kind of a cool, everybody in the wave pool all starts getting their hands in the air and clapping to get the wave waves to start. It's just super fun. Yeah. And, um, There's lots of cabanas and private cabins for people. We didn't even ha- we didn't do any of that stuff, but um, the food's fantastic. I had a poke bowl. There's a place that sells sushi. There's a place that does flatbread pizza. Um, lots of air. It was all open in the park, so um, your souvenir cups work there, and you get ices and things like that too. So the food was great. Um, and then the rides, man. The rides were some of the some of the coolest coolest out there. Like um, they had this thing called I di- I didn't get to do it because the wait was so stinking long, like 180 minutes minimum. It was wow, some sort of like wow. water coaster. And we were watching it. We have no idea how this thing works. You sit in the sled, four people kind of bobsled thing. Okay. And you're you're just flying through this little these like chutes, but you're going just as fast uphill as you are downhill. And we were trying to figure out is this magnetic? Is it like <laughs> motorized? I don't know how this works. Cause it's not like a water slide. It was just wild. 
But none of us got to do it because the line was a little too long and it started raining before at the very end of the day. But it was really cool. We, that was ahead, my, my next question was, did, did you guys take a whole day there? Yeah, so we got there, I think the night before, everybody was super tired from a, a day at the park. So we were not there when it opened. We got there about 10 a.m. We let everybody sleep okay. in an hour or two. Yeah. And uh, and it closes at normally, when we were there, it closed at 7 p.m. every night. Okay. Most okay. water parks do not stay open at night when it's dark for safety reasons right. um, and life. So um, we stayed till about, about 6 p.m. It actually started storming, um, not okay. lightning or anything, but um, basically couldn't really do much after 6. So we were there all day, but from like 10 to 6, so like eight hours there. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I just wondered because uh, I, I'm – it sounds like there's so much there to do that you can't hardly do it all. You have to yeah. kind of make some choices. There is. Um, however, um, if if I had to do it again, I probably could get most of what I wanted to do done in a day. Again, I was with my my kids, my three um, youngest, kind of running around with them. And so there's something different about water park fear. David, we touched on it the other day. Like you're on platforms and it's a different, if you're scared of heights or even if you're not, it's a whole different deal than like roller coasters because you're climbing stairs. You're just on these platforms and oh, it's yeah. very exposed. Right? Um, right. So my kids were a little more timid at the water park than they were at the, um, you know, at the, at the, at the roller coasters at the theme parks. Right. Um, right. So it, that I was kind of doing stuff with them. We were doing like the things where we could all ride together mostly um, that was a lot of fun too. So I got a question on the, when you, you mentioned the heights and the stairs, did, were the, when, when you're climbing those, those stairs, are they, are they solid or do they have space where like a kid's leg could go? No, through? it's solid. It's solid. There's no space in right. between. I never at one time felt this is rickety or one of my, I got to keep a hand on my kids. I never felt right. unsafe. And I do like if, if I see like spacing like that, I, I like keep an eye on my biggest fear is like one of my kids is going to like, you know, be goofing off and flip through some crack or something like that. But I never, uh, never had that, 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 that fear. Even, even if they're solid, I've done, when you have to do attractions that you have to climb a tower, if there's not a back to the stair, if it's just, if they're just planks that you're going up, even if it's solid, that's all, that's an unsettling thing when you're eight stories I think stories I remember backs and, to the stairs. Yeah. But that brings up a great point. Um, it's a lot more get, expensive to build it that way. I yeah. mean, it's a lot cheaper to just to have deck stairs, but that is unsettling when you're really high up and you're, especially if you have any fear of heights or vertigo or something like that. Sure. Um, and that brings up a fantastic point about water parks that now that it's been so long since I've been, I didn't actually realize, but you, you know, you get tired when you walk in theme parks, right? you you know, you're going and you walk so much and you're all over. You might walk, you know, a couple, three, four, five miles in a day. And you, we talk about your fitness level needs to be up there because at the end of the day, you're just, your back hurts. And you, I, I say to people sometimes, like if I'm working, I'm tired. Like I feel like I've been at a theme park all day, that kind of thing. Well, water parks are another level, especially if you're riding. If you're sitting at the wave pool, you know, enjoying uh, um, a Coca-Cola and, and just chilling, that's one thing. But if you're riding in, a lot, you take for granted that you're not just walking, you're climbing stairs constantly. You are for eight out, you are constantly climbing, 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 climbing. And it is another level of fitness that is needed. Um, <laughs> and at my age, no, my kids didn't complain so much about it, but man, I was 
feeling it that night and the next day, just as sore as I could be. Um, it's <laughs> insane. I was trying to calculate how many steps, um, and I, I don't mean steps like you know, your Fitbit steps. I mean like literal stairmaster climbing a mountain kind of thing, and how much we climbed, and we climbed a lot of stairs that day. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. They need elevators. I and they need. To, that's what they need to do. Sell their express pass for el- the Man, elevator there access. Go. There you or, go. Or like yeah. an escalator. And then, then I might. I, I get halfway through the day. You know, I bet they get a lot of people like, all right, I'll, I'll pay for that just so I don't have to climb those stairs. You know, but yeah. um, yeah. That's but that cool. brings me to we were just talking about we've talked about Genie Plus at Disney. We've um, talked about last time the express pass versus the express lanes and pass at at Universal and how they work a little bit differently. Uh, but there's a whole different system at Volcano Bay, which I actually thought was fascinating. I think it's great. I kind of, in my mind, was the whole time that they were doing it thinking, maybe they're using this park to test this technology out because they could implement this at theme parks all over and I think make their customers extremely happy. Everybody who goes into Volcano Bay gets a, um, a little watch or like a wristband, but it's like a little little watch, waterproof watch that you put on. They call the system Tapu Tapu. And and this little watch, if you do nothing else, it's the only way you can get on any ride. No matter what ride you do, other than the wave pool and the lazy rivers, you have to go and you have to tap in at the entrance to the ride. Um, Even if there's no line, no matter what, you have to tap in. And there's a, a computer system that calculates how long the waits are for all the attractions at once. So if there's a ride you want to do, you go over there, you tap in, and then whatever the wait time is, it actually shows you on your watch, okay, come back in 45 minutes. And then it, you go do something else, and it starts to count down, right, your, your time. And then it lets you know, okay, go back to the ride, and you can go back anytime you want after you're allowed to go back. You tap in again, you go right to the top, you ride your ride, you're done. And what I found was is that you could tap into something that had a weight, go do something kind of like we're talking about Genie Plus that doesn't have a weight or go swim in the pool or whatever, and you could get a lot more things done a lot quicker. And it would, man, I thought it was fantastic. And you yeah. could actually tie your payments to it because at water parks, you don't want to be messing with cash or you don't want to go to the locker to get stuff out and your phones and your wallets and ID and credit cards and that kind of stuff. So you can tie your your universal payment to your your watch and you pay for everything with it. You never have to touch anything the rest of the day. Like it is, it's a fantastic little system, and um, that's cool. And worked like yeah. a can charm. You tap, can yeah, you brilliant. tap more than one attraction at a time, or just no. like you've tapped in one, you wait, you can't. Okay, so you have to tap everywhere. So even if there's no wait, but you can't be waiting in on, for the same for two attractions at the same time. Okay, um, I didn't think but so. you can sure. if you but you can switch. Like if you tap, there's a screen that comes up that says. You're already in line okay. for this ride. Would you oh. like to switch to this ride? And it has both the wait times there, that's and cool. you can decide what you want to do. Wow! So um, it is, it's, it's, yeah, that's that is really cool that yeah, you can you can cancel one. You could go to the earliest earlier one if you wanted to. Yep, I you like can change that. it up. And and um and I found I found that if now that I've done it once and I kind of know how it works, I feel like I could do everything in there in a day. Like if you just kind of time it right. And now that's that cool. I know kind of how it yeah. all works. And that's a great but, um, system yeah. that if you if you knew your way around and knew that system already, then it'd be great. My question is with water parks, I'm always wondering, okay, so you went you went with your family. If you went to Universal again or went back to Orlando again and you had a five day park week, 
would you go back to Volcano Bay or would you say, you know what, we did it. I think I could wait another couple of years before going back. Would you try a different water park? What, what would be your idea for that? No, okay. I would definitely, if I'm going to anything, I even thought about this while I was there. So if right. I do Disney and have five right. days at Disney, I'm probably going to allocate one of those days and probably the way we did it, the middle day. Okay. But you got to look at the weather too. Like if you're yeah. going to, you, know, you want a sunny day, right? For the water park. You don't want chance of lightning because then you get, you know, everything gets, gets messed up there. But assuming the weather's okay, right in the middle is where we did it. Everybody had two days in the park. So everybody's kind of tired, you know, not that the water park was a relaxing day for me, but it could have been right. Um, it's a slower paced. You're swimming some of the time. You're just sort of floating down the lazy river. There's enough of that going on. And it's a shorter day, right? And it, you're in the sun, you got your shirt off. It's a whole different, it's a beach vibe, right? Yeah. It's a whole different thing than theme parks where you're sweaty and you're going from place to place and you're riding rides. There's so many people on top of you, right? This feels a little more spread out and relaxed and cooler and and that kind of thing. So yeah, I personally, and I love water parks, I would do it again. Uh, again, in a five days, I would spend one day at a water park. And if, okay. even if I did Disney, I'm very curious. I really want to try out Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Probably not in the same trip, but I would do one of those for, for certain. Um, and again, the great part, if you have a park hopper, you can go get done at the water park at 7 when it closes and just go jump right back into Islands of Adventure. We didn't mm -hmm. do that because we were pretty tired. And we planned. that was the night we planned with everybody. We're going to get up really early and be there um, right as the park opens. And that kind of worked out for us. But yeah, I would go. Um, and I'd try them out for, for sure. And I would go to Volcano Bay again, um, because there are things I didn't get done that I'd like to do. And also, um, another little tip about Volcano Bay is everybody comes in and gets those chairs in front of the wave pool in the sand, which are awesome, but mm -hmm. they're the ones that fill up the most. Now I didn't know that all through the park, there are little pockets, even private pockets where there's eight or 10 chairs, where if you go back there, you're kind of all by yourself and you can kind of have like a, a little private, um, island kind of thing close to like the the wave um, the the lazy rivers and stuff now i know that i'd probably keep going to the back of the of the park and find something like that as opposed to mm -hmm. like find a couple chairs and amongst everybody else yeah so but yeah i'd definitely do it again i loved it man that's some great insight you got me thinking so much about yeah like typhoon lagoon blizzard beach definitely would consider going to that and checking it out would there be any what's your what's your one must do one must do. If I only have one hour to go to Volcano Bay, what was your favorite thing? So um, I did a lot less than the bigger group because I had my younger kids were just not um, they're not as big a daredevils at the water park. Okay, and and so we did, but we did together. I'll tell you the one that we did that I liked the most that I'd want to do again, and I'll tell you the one I didn't do that I really wanted to do. Okay. Um, so. Um, there is one, I, I, for, I don't know, they're, they're all like Hawaiian names. So okay, it's like right, they're hard Maku to and Kau Pau okay. and, you know, I don't know what these, they're all, they're all kind of the same. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but I, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're cool. You can look them up, but there's this one, you sit in a tube of, uh, there's five people in the tube and it, it, and we had done a few of these already and they were kind of cool, but this yeah. one was like, it was blue and it's on the far right side of the park. And, um, it just goes down, and there's this huge wall, and you just kind of go up the wall, and the heavier your tube is, and we had five people in it, the higher you go up the wall, 
and then you just come flying back down. And I remember we none of us were really expecting it, but it was terrifying. Like it was oh terrifying. You <laughs> feel sounds, like you could just go shooting off the slide, even yeah. right. And they and they have scales. The other thing that makes me a little they have scales at the top of every ride. They get all your party on a scale and weigh you. Wow. Right. And they look at you. <laughs> you guys are okay. Keep going. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I assume that's because they have to have weight ratings yeah. on these things oh, that could be sure. dangerous, you know, if you're too too heavy. But th- it was fantastic. That one was great. The one I didn't do that I would love to do is that that um, the water coaster. Um, and yeah. I don't know the exact name of it either, but there's this like – it's like a bobsled kind of thing. And it's not really – I kept watching it and figuring out – I could not figure out how this thing works because it's a really long track that goes all around the volcano – and, and there are parts where it goes, you co- it comes down and then it goes uphill, but it seems to be going as faster, faster uphill than it does downhill. Mm. And I was figuring out this isn't like moment. I don't know if it's momentum or there's magnets in there or some sort of motor system or whatever, but it looked really fun. And the wait was always three hours and it started raining at the end of the day. So I didn't get to do that, but that seemed to be kind of the ride everybody wanted to do, unless you wanted to go to the top of the volcano and do the daredevil plunge into the into the, the the bay so that was pretty cool too that sounds fun i think i think the why i love disney podcast team should do a trip of completely water parks and us three should just every water park in orlando <laughs> we're gonna hit them i, I would dude I, I would love to rank the uh, and the, the two glaring i'm typhoon lagoon and blizzard beach are two glaring yeah. ones that are off my list and blizzard beach actually is consistently a high rated water park in the okay. u.s there's one in actually texas new um called schlitterbahn um, that's always in the top five. Uh, um, the Aquatica is always in the top five. Adventure Island in Tampa. Um, you know, uh, I think Volcano Bay has got to be on the list too. And Blizzard Beach is too, not necessarily for a track, but I think that that whole theme of Blizzard Beach is that you're at a ski resort and it's snowing mm-hmm. in central Florida at a water park. You know, that's really kind of creative too. And, uh, and I'd love, I can't wait to check that out at some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Thanks for sharing. Did your, that, did your season pass include the water parks? Unfortunately, it doesn't. They have specific passes that include the water parks. Like you can just do an annual pass for Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. So I think that's too, like there's a certain kind of person that when you're taking your vacation, you're like, oh, we don't want to do it. The water parks seem like a sub park, like just a waste of money. I'm not going to spend, that's not the main event. Um, but there, for me, I always like, I love water parks so much. It's a different yeah. thing and there's not as big. That's another thing about the Tapu Tapu system. My thought was, could this be implemented at every park? Yeah. And if it was, I would, I would think it would be fantastic, but it's also, you're probably dealing with multiple times the amount of people and kind of there's more probably logistic problems with those sort of things. And if something went down, oh man, I can't imagine what you'd do then, um, so maybe, it's, but it's a test system, and I really thought it was fantastic. They issue everybody um, wristbands. Now we did have one issue with the wristbands. I will say, make sure both of your clips are clipped. Um, mm-hmm. My my ten um, year old was um, waiting for a, a ride he really wanted to do, and we went. And there's two. There's a lazy river, and then there's a not so lazy river. There's a, a river that's more like rapids. It goes really fast. They make you wear a life jacket while you do it, and it's a lot of fun. But my my ten year old lost his wristband in that 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 um crazy river and uh and all and subsequently we had 10 minutes left in line and didn't get to ride a ride he wanted to ride because that's towards the end of the day um so that kind of that kind of stinks so make sure you don't lose your wristband that especially and and if you if you have your payment system tied to it more reason not to lose your wristband oh gosh yeah 
<laughs> and if you find uh-huh. one, hey, go try to buy some pizza or some something <laughs> from the gift shop cake. real quick. <laughs> my mom and dad, my mom and dad on their last trip uh, to Disney World, they went with their with my my nieces, their grandkids, and uh, my mom lost her magic band somewhere, and they were so terrified like that their identity and everything was going to be <laughs> wiped away because they lost their magic band that somebody was going to ring up a huge charge on their uh, of course no but they didn't and, and disney immediately fixed it for them but yeah that's a scary feeling when you look down and that thing's gone totally totally really and is. the more frictionless I, though it is the more i like it right yeah. so but the more frictionless it is that you know the, the, also the pro, a little, maybe it's a little more risky but I'd like yeah. to, the less I have to carry around and worry about, the better. Of course, yeah. it also, for them, it makes you, it makes it easier for you to spend money and not really think about it, too. Yeah. And then you look at yes. your ability and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Wow. Been there. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I shouldn't tell this story because he'll listen to this. But um, one of my children had his first experience with uh, his, his, uh, like his debit card, right? And... Um, and I kept seeing these charges come through, right? And he had there's only a lot, a lot. There's only a, a fixed amount of money he can spend. So, but it was gone pretty fast. And and we've had some conversation about there's not much to show for it. I hope you really liked eating and drinking all of those things because all that money's gone. You know, this is money you'd saved <laughs> yeah. up. And and it was a theme park, so he's like, you know, it was you know, it was fun. It was a theme yeah. park, whatever. But um, it's a good lesson in life of, of, you know, there's only so much money and it. Once it's gone, it's gone. You know, um, hey, they they know that if they I mean, it's a lot harder to get you to put down that ten dollar bill as opposed to swipe that card or. You're or, right. Uh, put it, it on that wallet band. gets thinner and thinner. You, 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 ha- you know, psychologically, <laughs> yeah, they're getting my money. Yeah. You know, if you're just tapping yes. something, you don't know till it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think if I went uh, as often as I would like to go, I would have to go. I would have to adopt a cash system because, you know, when I go a couple times a year, I don't, I don't, pay, I, I don't obsess over it because I only get to do it a couple of times a year, maybe. But if Same. I went as often as JD, I would have to start going. I gotta get, I gotta get a cash system so that I don't keep running my credit card up too much. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's an interesting yeah. thing to talk about too, and maybe in a future episode we can is like. The difference of if you're on vacation, it doesn't matter if I'm at Disney or a theme park or at the beach or the mountain, whatever it is. If you're on vacation, sometimes you tend to, you know, I'll eat a nicer dinner. I don't think, I don't want to think about money as much, right? But right. if you go often, if you have a season pass, that's where all these like, um, you yeah. know, you want to Uber in, save for parking. You want to bring a sandwich and your snacks so you don't have to. Right. E- even if you want to eat in the park, maybe you eat dinner only, right? And You so want to do, just, you want to. Yeah, you want to do all the things that Disney doesn't want you to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's, and why, why, why they get, why they favor uh, people that come for that once in a lifetime trip over pass holders yeah. because that's exactly they know that it. pass pass holders don't usually spend as much money. Yeah, it'd be fascinating know, to see their internal numbers. At the on same that. time, at yeah. the same time, I still can't figure out how they why they think that because I also think pass holders are more likely to try all the restaurants. Like you're more likely as like JD to go and just go, hey, let's just go to these restaurants and not even ride rides that day. But you're so you're still yeah. spending money. I think you're yeah. more likely to do that if you're a pass holder. So, yeah. you know what would be interesting 
what if they could uh, add a, a layer to the pass holders for fl- Florida resident pass holders only, where you could a, a separate class of of guest that couldn't do attractions, but could right. still access the park and that. eat. Right. I think that's brilliant. So, well, and then maybe I, let that make you go, let you go to that. No matter what, you don't have to re, uh, reserve your spot if you're going to take that option. Right. Yeah. I th- I think that would be a great idea because you could shop. And you could eat, and you could watch shows, and you could because there are a lot of especially like at Disneyland, there are a lot of locals. That is what they do. They get off work, they go eat dinner at Disneyland, and so you could do those kind of things and not uh, necessarily take up the park space that you know that they act like they're that they seem to be concerned about. So, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, and you could go vlog. <laughs> you could yeah. go vlog without taking up. Uh, line space. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. And that'd be great on Disney's part too. A thing that I think about when you say that was the last time we went to Dollywood, all the people who go to Dollywood are more local senior citizen, people who just want to eat, walk around, see the festival of lights. And just as a business perspective for Disney, it's like, wow, people really could just go in, eat dinner, not take up the lines. Um, And of course, nobody really cares if it's really crowded, as long as it doesn't make slow down as long as it doesn't slow down their experience which i don't think it would so that'd be a cool idea for sure well if you're listening maybe we could add that in for florida pass holders and that's a value to those passes because jd's already been locked out once and yeah you know probably this summer hopefully it doesn't happen again but i bet it will at some point you're going to want to go and not be able to yeah especially with the new ride with with guardians of the galaxy uh I've already seen some people are, are like taking guesses on what Epcot Day is going to be like the annual pass preview day and stuff like that, where it's just filling up. Dude, that's, that's awesome. crazy. Yeah. I mean, Epcot's been the one day that if you couldn't get any a reservation for a part, I mean, that was the one you could get in that in Animal Kingdom, and now it's gonna it's gonna flip that around a little bit for yeah. a while. Wow. Well, guys, this is great. I had fun again. Is there anything else we haven't covered on these things on JD's Disney trip or or Universal? Any other? You guys pretty feel good about it all? I need to go uh, make up make my next reservation because you guys have got me like uh, (laughs) feeling like I'm behind. I got to get down to Universal. I need to go do a water park. I've never done Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon. I need to I need to get those on the list. You should check out Adventure Island too if you get a chance. And and have you been to Bush Gardens? Have you ever been? I've, never I've been, been to. I've not. I've not been to the Bush Gardens in Florida. I've been to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. I'll say, like, it's definitely JD. It's it's and you're close enough to it. Like, it's not an expensive park. Yeah, that's what people um, talk about. And it's really it's a different vibe completely. But yeah. it, if you like roller coasters, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great place to go check out for a day. Yeah. People talk about it on campus. People always say, hey, if you need a, a budget, you know, lower cost amusement park, I mean, it's good for your money because you get some crazy rides in for sure. I have friends that actually every year cycle. They'll do Universal Passes for the family, then Disney mm-hmm. Passes for the family, then Bush Garden Passes for the family. And some of them like, like Bush Gardens the most because it's the least crowded. It's easiest to get in and out, in and out of. Um, you know, the, but everybody has their thing and, and things they value out of those things. But. Um, yeah, we don't. Bush Gardens doesn't usually get shout 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 outs on this podcast. So that, there we go. It did today a couple times. <laughs> hey, uh, before we go, one thing I was going to bring up a while ago uh, was the height requirement for the new gar- new 
Guardians of the Galaxy is is is, is short. Like it's what were, what were the ones that you were telling me at um at 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 Universal? So Hulk is like, the tallest one, and you have to be fifty four inches for it. Okay. Um, Velocicoaster is fifty one inches. Okay, I think they said this one was like more like forty two. I mean, forty two or forty eight. Uh, it's that I'm is? guessing it was it was it like a whole family. It looked like a family could ride this. That's awesome. So it's yeah. It's not going to be, it's not going to, you know, flip or spin or do something that's going to throw a kid out. <laughs> or have have waist restraints instead of shoulder restraints. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, sound, it sounded like it. Well, that, that's pretty, that's good to know too, because uh, if you got, if you got, uh, if you got short kids, you want to check those things out <laughs> or, or young kids, either way. Uh, but, uh, well, so at really least it cool. sounds like something that the whole family is going to be able to ride, and which is good for families. If you're looking for thrills, it might not be that kind of that ride, but at least you can you can take your kids on it. Absolutely, and that's something. I'm glad you said that because I'm wrote that down for a podcast topic. Now that we've done this, I'd love to one day compare and contrast the different parks and what they're what people um, what people value in both of them. Because you're right, I think Disney has a reputation for being a little more kind of a um, laid back in the rides and whereas some other parks might be a little more aggressive and more thrill ride seeking. Um, so I, I, it's interesting the type of people that end up both places and buying passes and spending vacations down there often, what they say and where they go. So I'd love to talk more about that and hear your guys' feedback on those things too. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, hour 10. It's always fun. And guys, thank you for listening. We always um, value your time as well. Please, if you remember Spotify or Apple Music or however you listen to podcasts, give us a five-star review and let someone know. You can reach reach out to us at whyilovedisney.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram, let us know what you love about water parks or what you don't like about water parks. Are you a water park person? Um, what do you think about all these line systems, Genie Plus, Express Pass? What are the pros and cons? Have you tried it? Is it worth it to you? Let us know. We'd love your feedback. Um, get with us anytime. Until next time. JD, David, take care. Great to, great to see you guys again and can't wait to do it again real soon. Yeah, have a good All one. right, talk to you later.